Hi, this is Richard Swart with Information Security and Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with Dr. Eugene Spafford, Professor of Computer Science and Electrical Engineering at Purdue University and Director of the Center for Education and Research in Information and Security. Spaff, as he is known to his students and colleagues, has written extensively about information security, software engineering, and professional ethics. He is one of the most senior and recognized leaders in the field of computing and has been a senior advisor and consultant on issues of security, cybercrime, and policy to a number of major companies, law enforcement organizations, and government agencies throughout the world. Hello, Spaff. Hello there. Good to talk to you today. Could you provide us an overview of what's happening in cybersecurity education and research in the United States right now? How good of a job are our universities doing? Overall, I think we're not doing very well. Uh, we're doing better than we were, but there are still a lot of gaps available. Uh, this is particularly uh, well stated in a very recent uh, report from the National Research Council um, that's entitled Towards a Safer and More Secure Cyberspace that was released uh, just about two weeks ago. And uh, their observations echo what has been said in uh, PTAC reports and what many of us have been saying for, for some time. Uh, basically, we don't have enough people who are in the pipeline who are learning about cybersecurity. We don't have it mainstreamed enough in the regular computing curriculum. And we don't have the resources in place to really be looking at a broad enough variety of both near-term and long-term issues. What factors account for this lack of focus in our programs? Well, we have so many different priorities uh, for funding and attention right now. And security is something that doesn't have the cachet uh, or the immediate uh, appeal or threat that many of the other things do that we're spending our money on. Uh, so, for instance, many companies are much more interested in Web 2.0 because that's where they believe they're going to establish some market dominance and some long-term financial leadership. Uh, unfortunately, unless we're also thinking about how to integrate privacy protection, uh, defenses, uh, law enforcement investigation, and other elements that we can lump under, under cybersecurity as part of that process, we're going to face a whole new set of problems or some older problems reemerging in new guys, as an example. You recently posted a blog about the tendency of people and organizations to put off the pain and expense of fixing things because nothing terrible's happened yet. Why aren't we as a country or in the computing industry addressing the hard problems? Uh, that's something that I think is involved a little bit in human nature and also is uh, driven by the organization of many of our companies in government where we're judged more on near-term results uh, than long-term results. Uh, if we put in defenses against threats that don't materialize in the near future, then perhaps we've wasted resources that could be better spent on growing business or funding other kind of uh, needs. Um, and so it isn't until we've been burned a few times or we've seen someone very much like us who's suffered a, a real loss that we uh, come to the realization that maybe we should put in defenses. Um, this is complicated by the fact we don't have good metrics for security, so it's difficult to tell when we've put enough in or are we spending our money on the right things. And uh, as well, it's made a little bit more difficult by the rapid change that we've seen in the technology and the people with the access to the technology. So it's difficult for decision makers to decide what's appropriate to put into place. 
What are some of the key problems that you really think the industry should be focusing on? What are the really hard problems that, if you could change the world, you would say that we need to devote our energy and time towards? Uh, there are so many, it's difficult to uh, pick a few. Uh, again, I would recommend looking at something like the PTAC report from a couple of years ago or the National Academy study that just came out for a long list of research areas. Uh, but I would say that the, the concerns that should be most pressing right now, we have to do a better job on law enforcement, on tracking people down, on being able to know who did what, and uh, providing that as a counterbalance to the uh, prevalence of fraud that's occurring right now. We have to combine that at the same time with appropriate protections on individual privacy. Uh, it has been the trend recently to collect more and more information, uh, both for commercial means and for government purposes, uh, often without protections or without concern about accuracy. And this is a real danger because once privacy is lost, it's, it's almost impossible to regain. So we need to do better with uh, protecting privacy and building mechanisms that do what we want while, while protecting privacy. Uh, we need to do a better job in uh, partitioning our systems. Uh, we aggregate things. We, hum we make uh, our systems very homogeneous. And the result is that one bad insider or one successful attack from outside tends to propagate quickly and be effective against everything in the, uh, in the enterprise. Uh, we need to get back into more diversification. Uh, we need to understand better what it means to have internal firewalls and partitions. Uh, I think those three things would be my top focus areas if I only had a limited amount to spend, but I'd still complain that, that there are many more things that, that need attention. What about from a senior manager's perspective, the chief information security officer, the CEO of companies? Uh, if you have the opportunity to speak to them, where should they be focusing their time and energy? I have spoken with several, uh, and their concerns clearly are how to know that they're spending the right amount uh, and what is it really going to do for business if they do or don't spend on certain things. Uh, I think the first thing that needs to get across to many of these people is that security is not a return on investment kind of expenditure. It isn't an investment that produces returns. It is an infrastructure cost. It is a cost of doing business, the same as providing heat and lights and the guard at the front uh, lobby are all part of infrastructure expenses. And you have to invest an appropriate amount not only maintain the viability of the organization, but to promote public trust and employee comfort, uh, both of which are important for the bottom line. If the public doesn't believe that you're going to protect their information appropriately, uh, that you are not behaving in an ethical manner, then they're likely to eventually take their business elsewhere, no matter how good your prices are. Uh, government is likely to penalize you as an organization if you haven't kept appropriate records. And we've seen over the last decade the increase of legislation in this arena. And certainly employees, given the choice in today's market where we have far more opportunities than candidates, um, are going to take their business where they feel more comfortable, uh, where they feel that they're doing something that's uh, more ethical, or where they just feel better about the protection of their own information. 
So when I talk to people at the, at the C-level, um, I stress that the investment isn't expected to produce a tangible return, but is to create an environment where customers and employees and other entities are more comfortable doing business with a company because they realize they take care of privacy and security and value quality. You say that there's a large number of opportunities and not as many candidates. How severe is the shortage for trained professionals in information security? Uh, the shortage is, is uh, right now that maybe two or three potential positions exist for each person with appropriate training. Um, if they're willing to relocate and if they're willing to learn some new systems, the problem is probably going to get worse, though, because we don't have the defenses in place. And as more businesses come online, as we do more government work online, and fewer students are going into computing than are really needed, uh, the shortage is going to increase. So what advice would you give somebody thinking of starting this career? Where would they want to go for school, or what type of major should they look at? Is this still something that's a computer science focus, or should a business student also be interested in this major? There are a number of different ways to approach this. Certainly, computer science, computer engineering, and business are three potential approaches, depending on the aspects that one is interested in. Uh, but we're also seeing some programs coming through criminology for the whole area of cyber forensics and uh, cyber law enforcement as one uh, arena. Or I've seen some people coming through education schools and uh, uh, information technology programs that also have very good grounding. It really depends on whether you're interested in application in a particular area or management um, or in research, and, and that really should be the guide. Well, in the past, you've successfully predicted emerging threats and trends in cybersecurity and cybercrime. What should our listeners be paying attention to over the next five or ten years? What are emerging threats? Well, I think the, uh, the threat from international entities that are using uh, physical borders as a protection for their online activities is only going to get worse. Uh, I believe that online fraud and extortion are going to get worse than they currently are. Extortion in particular, whether it's targeted at individuals or whole organizations, um, when protected by international boundaries, uh, can, can be quite effective. Uh, on the technology side, uh, we are seeing more and more convergence into PDAs and cell phones, so the theft or compromise of those is going to be higher value. Uh, it is also the case that as we layer more protocols, such as voice over IP, onto these systems, and they're not well thought of um, for security, not only are they uh, potential for theft of information, but again, for extortion purposes, if it's possible for someone remotely to take down your network and also remove all your phone service for your call center, then you're much more likely to end up paying uh, a blackmail fee than you would be if uh, you were relying on the plain old telephone service with copper wires. Well, great information, Spaff. We certainly appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you for talking with me. Well, thank you for listening to another podcast with Information Security Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance community, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.